Hi, uh, I'm standing at a bus stop in Sheffield and it's, uh, well it's about half past twelve GMT, but I'm on my way to a conference somewhere in the States, I'm not sure where it is, uh, I think it's Rally. Anyway, uh, there it is about half past eight mountain time, and uh, yeah in half an hour I'll be there, and I'll be tuned in uh, for the rest of the day and all day tomorrow to a really engaging, I hope, conference. So I'm just about to get on the bus now and I'm gonna keep a report and in a minute I'll explain once I've got off the bus uh, what I'm doing. Okay, it's taking me about 10 minutes to get to the conference on the bus and the conference in question is the EDUCORS um, Learning Initiatives uh, Spring Focus, which this year focuses on authenticity in learning. So I think at least one of my colleagues will be uh, attending this as well. So I'll just climb the stairs and uh, just check to see whether they're already tuned in. I'm running a bit late here. So um, yeah, you may have gathered this is an online conference. And the purpose of this podcast is to uh, try and gauge how it compares with going to a real event. One of my colleagues, uh, Richard, has gone to Cambridge today to uh, a conference about 3D virtual worlds. It's going to take him at least six hours to get there and back. Uh, so it's taken me ten minutes so far. Now I must hurry because I've got to actually uh, get my laptop out and plugged in. And uh, I'll pick up more on this later, but that's what I'm doing. Just considering what the difference is between going and tuning in. More later. Okay, so uh, I'm sitting at my desk now and uh, getting ready to turn up, basically. Uh, open my email, there's a reminder there from EduCourse, and in that reminder there are some ex instructions of how to go about this. And even though I've done it before, I'm going to have to follow them word for word because... Uh, yeah, this isn't the first time I've been to an online conference by any means. Um, but uh, the technology keeps moving along and EduCores are now using quite an interesting um, approach, technical approach, involving the latest technology around Adobe Acrobat. So I'm just doing a test to make sure I'm running the latest version of Acrobat, which is one of the uh, requirements. Ooh, apparently on my laptop I'm not, I did this yesterday from home where I could have tuned in of course and uh, so I just need to update this and it says uh, says things are okay now one of the uh, problems I've had already is actually my headphones have just broken <laughs> so a very unexpected problem there but uh, sellotape has come to the rescue so I'll be tuning in, listening, any minute now, and uh, the whole thing kicks off in three minutes, so I've left some of this testing a little bit late. Never mind. Uh, I actually turned up at least an hour too early for this, because I got the time zones wrong. Uh, totally confused about what mountain time was, never heard of that one before. So there's a first. Uh, in terms of comparing the two approaches, I've actually turned up to something early. Um, the other thing to note is that 
most of what I'll be doing while attending this is blogging so that I have notes to take away and other people indeed can uh, read those notes and possibly comment on them or link to them. And the other thing that I will definitely be doing is uh, posting uh, thoughts uh, through Twitter to my network there and I would expect many of the people in my Twitter network to be attending the same conference so I'll be keeping an eye on that to uh, get a sense of what other people are saying. Then in the conference itself I will be uh, presumably able to back channel uh, conversations with other people attending the same sessions. So um, there'll be a lot of communication going on and that will be interesting so we won't be sitting there quietly uh, paying attention to the person at the front. We're much more likely to be involved in uh, some interesting discussions so I'll comment on that later on once uh, everything gets running. Okay, more later. Uh, I had a meeting pre-planned in my diary with someone at the university so I had to dash off to that meeting and now I've dashed back and uh, I'm halfway through the first session and struggling to catch up. If you haven't used one of these online conference tools before, the uh, tool here is quite similar to several that I've used where there's on one side a, a column with chat, back channel chat going on with uh, a lot of conversations in parallel to the main presentation and actually for me as I ha had to jump out to a meeting it was a very quick way of me catching up with the essence of what I'd missed uh, while I'd had to be away from the computer so I could skim read down the chat and then tune back in for the last few minutes of the first session so uh, yeah I've noticed in uh, other conferences that that back channel sometimes is acting as a major challenge to some of the assumptions or ideas being put forward by the, the presenter. In the session that I've just been in, it really complemented what the presenter was saying. So you actually had the option of having more depth on the subject and uh, more views and more experience brought to some of the points that were being made by the main presenter. Now, and what they've done is they've put a, a collaborative whiteboard and uh, at the top of the whiteboard it says welcome to our brainstorming whiteboard for the next 15 minutes grab the text tool and type words that reflect what you learned in the prior session so there's a conversation going on across this whiteboard and strangely enough people are using the text tool even though there's a chat facility that's uh, already available where they could be drawing pictures there was a suggestion that someone draw a picture um, but uh, people are resorting to text now that's interesting for me a couple of arrows here and there, but essentially people are typing onto it. Uh, someone had written the question, how can this happen? Uh, they're talking about changing uh, teaching cultures, I think. And I was able to type adjacent to that, modelling the techniques like this. So, uh, good collaboration going on. Uh, now onto the second presentation. One of the things about this, of course, is that the presenters are also remote. And I think uh, if we have technology problems here, it's because uh, some of the connections that the presenters have to the system itself are not so reliable. Anyway, this uh, presentation is just uh, booted back up. There's a lot uh, going on with the uh, the back channel and also with the need to uh, to blog at the same time or involve oneself in the back channel but anyway we're back in the presentation so let's see what's happening the back channel works well because 
in these presentations occasionally uh, people can pause the presentation and then engage with some of the questions that have been arising so it's much more interactive we're between sessions again and I do like the way that uh, between the sessions uh, there's a, a brainstorming space that uh, Educals are putting up and they're prompting us to respond in that space by offering two chat windows to bring together key points for each of us. So uh, I felt inclined to contribute to one of the those areas. At the same time I've commented on someone's blog who is obviously attending the conference too. I was pointed to the blog by uh, one of my Twitter friends, a colleague in fact, um, so there are sort of all sorts of connections going on around the presentations and behind the presentations and actually that's where the interesting things happening now I wouldn't get that by just turning up to a conference in person at the moment I'll be queuing for coffee maybe having one or two uh, polite conversations with someone or maybe hanging out with someone who I've met before but I'm interacting here with a lot of people that I've never met in person I've put my comments in now to this, the chat window and other people are responding to what I've put there. People who I don't know. Currently listening to a session that isn't so good. Uh, quite a lot of listening going on actually. But the back channel has decided to have a life of its own and uh, there's quite a lot of good discussion going on, um, especially around 3D virtual worlds. and. Uh, whether walking is uh, something that heightens the learning in a 3D virtual world um, as opposed to flying or teleporting from one place to another. Um, now that's nothing to do with the presentation we're watching but it's what's uh, interesting to a lot of the people in the back channel here. Now you just wouldn't have the opportunity of having that discussion in a, a live conference session so um, yeah interesting uh, I think I'm starting to say I'm quite happy not to actually fly out to uh, conferences Drat. well it's quiet here on level 7 not surprisingly it's 20 to 7 GMT and I'm still sitting here Louise <laughs> my colleague at this conference I think she must be at home today but anyway uh, not spoken so much with Louise in ages as I have today and she uh, she's twittering like mad sending comments and links to various blogs and whatever yeah at the moment I have probably got uh, in the in the order of about 20 different windows open let's have a look um, Louise has sent me to a blog uh, as a reference to a Twitter message I posted and so I'm reading that I'm re reading Louise's own blog and I've got another tab open there which is a thread in our Ning environment <laughs> where Louise and I are also having a conversation a public one in front of other people in the LTI who aren't even here at the moment uh, I have the uh, ELI Spring Focus interactive window open it's gone quiet at the moment because uh, there's a short break but that's open I have two Word documents open where I'm pasting screen grabs and uh, comments that I started off doing that and haven't been back in there since earlier on in the session. Okay, now how many 
I've got five Internet Explorer windows open. George Seaman's blog, another blog relating to uh, someone else recording the session. A strange window that launches the ELI application. My own blog, Writing View. Um, and my Pageflakes page where I have the Twitter feed as one of the panels. Now, you might not understand all of these uh, technologies, but anyway, there's a lot going on. Now, in my default Internet Explorer window, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tabs open, including my delicious feed, where I've been saving some bookmarks that have been coming up during the sessions that I've attended. So, oh, I've also got my email open, three windows, inbox, message from the conference organiser because I was having a problem logging in earlier and then a message saying that Louisa sent me a message. So um, yeah, okay, I'm not sitting in a conference in America somewhere but I'm highly engaged in various environments all in one go. I'm not sure this is feeling too manageable or too good but actually maybe it's not so untypical of my usual working environment. Yeah, okay, uh, let's pause there. The next session is uh, just beginning, as you maybe can hear. Um, following on from the previous message, a more interesting question in particular, because one of the uh, places that I've just been sent to by reading through a, a post from Louise was George Seaman's uh, blog, is connectivity. How many people have I communicated with, a participant or rather a member of the audience in this conference. How many people have I communicated with since I've been doing this conference? And I think there are about 500 people at the conference that I have communicated with because I have contributed to the ongoing back channel chat. Um, I've communicated with Louise in at least five different places. I have uh, commented on two different blogs of people who I don't actually know. Um, I have had ongoing conversations with uh, Cyprian Lomas in Twitter um, that I think probably started off in relation to the conference and subsequently moved on to uh, the topic of cultural change. And, um, and then I've communicated to several people in my real-world environment here, though everyone's gone home to bed. Um, I have probably engaged with... Uh, let's say 550 people directly um, since I've been engaged in this conference as opposed to the two or three people I may have shared a coffee with in a real event. Uh, so that's different. Actually having said all that one of the conversations I had commenting on uh, one of the blogs with Louise was around isn't it slightly odd that this uh, conference we're attending is about authentic learning and uh, different models of teaching and learning, yet we are essentially watching a PowerPoint? But, you know, the point actually that uh, now I think about it is it's not what we're seeing, it's what we're doing. So even though we are slightly cynical about the uh, PowerPoint presentation approach that the... Uh, the event is designed around. Uh, yeah, actually the point is we are really doing. We are learning by doing. Uh, should I go back to that blog and, uh, and just add that thought? I don't know. I'll add the podcast at some point. If, like me, you're one of those people that's always got something to say in a, a meeting or a seminar or, or whatever, 
then actually um, having access to the back channel is the ideal environment because you can say as much as you want and uh, people either read it or they don't. So, you know, when you're in, in a live uh, physical session, you try to keep your mouth shut sometimes just to make sure that other people uh, get an opportunity to uh, contribute or, or, you know, you're not dominating the, the session. But here you can, you know, I'm watching people in the back channel in the chat area here and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who in a real session would definitely be dominating it but here, you know, their useful contributions sit alongside the uh, useful contributions of those people that just want to make uh, one or two comments. So there's another difference. Well, it's all gone quiet here, and uh, the last session has just completed for the for the day. So I'll be uh, tuning back in again tomorrow. So uh, perhaps just the sound of the printer in the background as I go analog and uh, take a paper back home to read on the bus and that's the day wrapped up for me it's uh, just coming up to 8 o'clock GMT so uh, yes an interesting day more tomorrow as you responded to discussion questions join the chat conversation and brainstormed on interactive whiteboards several key ideas emerged authentic activities are likely ill-defined and ambiguous but must have real-world relevance it should be driven by a single complex task to be completed. Opportunities to collaborate is a critical design element. It's important for students to reflect on their learning. So it's day two, and uh, I've decided to get rid of the old school technique of uh, getting on the bus, and I'm working from home today. I had no other meetings at work that I needed to attend. So uh, day two is just kicking off. Um, I'll probably keep it a lot briefer today. Covered quite a lot of ground yesterday. But uh, speak again later. What I don't think I've uh, said is that, you know, if the email's open, then uh, you're multitasking. And I, I'm going through the, the first session today, which is quite interesting, especially because it's got connections to digital storytelling for me. Yeah, I can see my email coming in and I'm responding to that and uh, dealing with other things. I really must concentrate on, on uh, being at the conference now. Let me give you an idea, if I can, of some of the back chat that's going on. Uh, someone called C.A. Weisner or Weisner says, based on this presentation, I am going to pass this presentation and these URLs onto the group that is currently working on a related project. Um, people are submitting questions for when the presenter takes a break. So uh, there's a there's someone, well, Carrie Windham, convening the the chat and saying, you know, post your questions so that uh, the presenter can uh, pick up on these later. So there are a few questions coming in, including one from Louise. Carrie Windham's answering a few things. Whoops, and the chat chat window is jumping around a bit. It's hard for me to just focus in on this. But you know, the whole sort of uh, flavour of things going on. There's a co-presenter answering some of the questions in, in the chat actually, so the main presenter is talking away as you can hear in the background. And uh, the co-presenter is uh, responding to some of the conversation in the chat. Well that's the 
first session over. Um, one of the techniques that I'm using and is generally useful in webinars, online sessions like this, is uh, capturing key screens such as uh, summary screens from PowerPoints and um, any visuals that are used. And uh, using the print screen key on your keyboard, you know, it's fairly straightforward to capture the screen and then uh, control V, paste them into a Word document, and then you can uh, crop them using the picture editing tools. But then what you can do if you're blogging is you can um, copy those from your Word document and, and paste them onto your desktop or somewhere in uh, your amongst your files. Save it as a GIF file with a useful uh, name and then use the uh, image upload facility in your blog to uh, integrate some of the key uh, visuals from the session in your blog notes. Um, really a very quick technique and uh, so I, I saved a picture of uh, a timeline that was demonstrated uh, from the uh, previous session which for me actually helped to sum up um, you know one of the many media techniques his students have been using. My colleague Louise is very active today in the uh, back channel there um, talking about the benefits of how uh, undergraduates working with uh, school-age children um, can provide opportunities through mentoring and that sort of thing and uh, I'm just thinking what, what's she talking about what is this a, a Hallam project and uh, anyway yes apparently it is it seems as though this is a project I really ought to know about so it takes takes me to go virtually stateside to find out about things that are happening right under my nose anyway. The uh, next session is about to begin, and I've missed the beginning of the session so far today. And it's very easy to get carried away with multitasking. So I think I'm going to be more engaged in the next session because I'm here before it starts. I, th I felt quite distracted so far today, and I think it's because I'm not here for the beginning of the presentation. So uh, let's see how this one goes then. Okay, in this final presentation, we're. Um, we're being treated to Second Life, a live rendition of Second Life um, through the uh, Acrobat Connect Professional webinar system. It's just about working. Uh, this demonstration actually is quite an interesting one for me uh, because it's about uh, the use of Second Life and the development of a, a gallery within Second Life uh, to heighten authenticity. Back on what it's like to be, uh, let me turn the sound of the presentation down for a second. Yeah, back to uh, attending a, a conference from home. Um, it's turning me into an utter slob. I'm sitting here for the last session, okay, it's... Uh, approaching 7 o'clock GMT, uh, eating food, eating tea, um, and uh, doing the chores around the house at the same time. But I've just tuned in for this last session. I'm not sure that I could live like this for the rest of my life, but uh, certainly an interesting experience. I'm now uh, whispering to uh, Louise in the chat and I don't like it because you actually have to select uh, to communicate using the uh, chat window uh, directly to one person rather than to everyone and 
for, to me, I'd rather be outside of the webinar environment altogether, communicating one-to-one. -one. But Louise is in there, and she knows I'm there, so uh, we're having a private conversation. But I'm the sort of person that will forget to say, make this private. But anyway, uh, I suppose the lesson there is you don't say anything too uh, outrageous in this environment, and you can't go wrong. But the conversation Louise and I are having is uh, only of interest to us. Well, this is nearly over now, and it's time for me to clock off, I think. I've got domestic duties to do. I hope this has been of interest, and that by joining all these little segments together it will make some sense. Can I answer the question, how does this compare to going to a live conference? Uh, I think for this sort of focus session, it's an excellent approach, doing it online. There's uh, people there who are interested, by definition, in, in quite a, a small range of topics. Um, in this uh, conference, it's been authentic learning. And so it, the idea of developing community discussion and sharing things, you know, it's, it seems to fit very well with this sort of webinar approach and all the uh, technologies around it. For bigger, broader conferences uh, with plenty of parallel sessions, I don't know. Uh, I still think this approach would work. What do I miss about going to a conference? Well, I quite fancy the opportunity to uh, tag a holiday onto the end of uh, going to this conference in America. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's good to meet people face to face, isn't it? But um, this will do in the meantime, for sure. Okay, I think I'll leave it there for the moment, but uh, possibly I'll persuade Louise to uh, do a follow-up uh, podcast with me about the experience and uh, get her reflections on this. Okay, that's all for the moment. Uh, speak again.